Hi, everybody. Mike Erie here, uh, live from the uh, Fox World headquarters, Brea, California. I'm going solo today. Um, Andy Bear. I mean, and, and people have been asking for this for a long time, just kind of a solo mic episode, just to hear what kind of high intelligence sounds like uninterrupted. So I'm very excited about that. Andy Bear um, had a child. He has three children now, a papa of three, and he's loving life with three kids under the age of uh, five at home right now. Not really, but uh, Shepard, his son, Shepard Andrew Laura, seven pounder, uh, was born last Saturday night. We're recording this on a Thursday. So welcome to the world, Shepard and um, Andy and his wife, Mercedes, are all doing well. Uh, but today I get it. I get it all by myself. So we're going to talk about Ohio State football, Pearl Jam, um, why coffee is evil and why hockey isn't a real sport. No, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, just want to remind you that uh, you can find us on uh, voxpodcast.com or SoundCloud or um, uh, iTunes. Uh, we also have a church that is birthed out of the podcast that meets at El Dorado High School. Uh, if you live in uh, North Orange County and don't have a, a community, um, you can find that online at uh, voxoc.com. And uh, we put uh, the teachings and stuff online as well if you want to find that out. And then lastly, if uh, if you're interested in supporting us, we have a very vibrant group of folks who support us on Patreon. And uh, you can join them um, if you would like at patreon.com and then type in uh, Mike Erie or Vox Podcast. Now, today what I want to do is uh, I've, been, I've been saving this one. Um, I, want to, uh, I want to talk about criticism and creativity. And uh, I want to establish a few of my bona fides in terms of like being criticized. I, I think there is something I've, I've learned some things about how to respond to criticism or, or feedback. And my thought is that, that, you know, this could be helpful to a few of you out there who've uh, ever been criticized. Um, and I've done it very poorly in the past. And so I've learned the hard way some lessons that I thought I would pass along um, I, I've been kind of a, a teacher of uh, the scriptures for a man almost 20 years. And, you know, in that time, of course, you're saying all kinds of things. Um, and I've gotten loads of feedback along the way. I mean, there were there I, I've had um, times where um, people were getting emailed so dramatically about how heretical I was that uh, we had to call an all church meeting to go over the fact that I was not part of this emergent church apostate movement or why did I quote from Rob Bell books or Marcus Borg books I mean I had to there have been times I've had to stop whole services and like respond to stuff at a church I was uh leading in Fullerton somebody in the church had just printed some stuff off the internet and had uh began to mail this 18 page packet to people uh, all the members in our uh, in our community, and so you know, it was just I'm deceptive, I'm a heretic, I'm whatever else. And and the thing that was so funny is that that you know I'm I'm okay getting criticized for stuff I've actually said. Uh, this stuff was wacky, man. This was really weird. Um, I've gotten confronted between sermons. I've gotten rebuked. I've gotten. Um, all sorts of emails that you know criticize what I how I dress, how I talk. I mean, here here's just a couple that I thought I, I keep because they're they're kind of funny. Mike, I've never met a pastor that prays with their eyes open, with their hands in their pockets, and who closes prayers with the emptiness that you do. Um, okay, 
I had somebody tell me I shouldn't throw the word of God because I, I kind of gently tossed it onto a podium. Um, let's see here. I, I got critiqued. This one's good. Um, since I'm on a rant, I might as well touch on your veneration of Ohio State football. Um, with age, it's not only time to put away childish things, but the values represented by major college sports are far away from any values that should be celebrated from the pulpit. Um, I've been told by many that I'm out to destroy their church. So uh, is this grand plan that Mike Erie has blessed by the Lord, or is he basking in his new power in a mega church? Please tell Mike that power corrupts. We love our church, and we were dismayed to see it destroyed. Many of our friends have left, um, and perhaps Mike is happy that they've left so that the church can be a replica of Rock Harbor. Maybe you could just give Mike Erie tickets to rock concerts where he can enjoy the music that he loves. Um, here's a good one. This was from uh, Facebook. Um, Try to edit your responses of unnecessary material before attempting to impress us with your insight. The evidence that you are a nincompoop will still be available to readers, but they will be able to access it ever so much more readily and rapidly. So that was a nice one. Um, Oh, this was good. Um, The best news I could hope for at this point is that you are gone within the year. Um, You might be an excellent sermon giver, but you are out in left field in every other respect. I'm a substantial giver in the past. I am no longer giving to the church. Please make sure my comments are directed to Mike. So there you go. So yeah, I mean, it's, I've had people walk out. I've had people um, confront me, um, yell at me. Um, I, I no longer Google my name because some stuff's out there and, you know, people ask me about it and it's just like, really? And the more you respond, the more you look like you're trying to defend yourself. And so, so, and, and I've learned, I mean, just the gossip and the slander and things that about me and my family and blah, blah, blah. No, you know, this, I'm no victim in any of this. Um, I'm worthy of critique and criticism, obviously. But, um, you know, there was a sense in which I, I had to learn how to respond to some of this because I responded so poorly. I would respond in anger. I would just be depressed. I had to read it all and soak it all in. And, and so I've just learned a couple of things. I'm going to do you know kind of a shorter podcast today just in the hope that maybe there's something here uh, that uh, would be helpful for you. So a couple of rules. Number one, um, the first question I ask is, who's this from? I do not... I do not answer anonymous critics. So um, the, if you if you don't have courage to sign your name to something, then I'm not even going to read it. I'm not even going to look at it. There's just nothing to it. Um, there are critics that um, are constructive. Um, they sign their name and they they genuinely want to help. And so so you've got to do a bit of work to discern if that's what's going on. There are critics that have an agenda. Um, there are critics that are out to just hurt you and they're, they're angry about something and you happen to be the most visible figure, you know, you're changing their church and, you know, they're angry about the fact that the music's changed, but they're going to go after you. Um, sometimes people are just really hurt and wounded about other stuff and you'll say something that triggers them and, uh, you know, they, uh, they're really not upset at you. They're upset about the other thing, but, but you get kind of the brunt of it. Some people don't even know they're hurting you. <laughs> I mean, I've had, I remember one guy was just kind of walking by me and he's like, Hey, my wife thinks you really need to lose some weight and just kind of kept walking. Or I'd taken a couple of weeks off because I taught like eight weeks in a row or whatever. And, uh, a guy, I, I get out of my truck in the parking lot and the parking attendant says, Hey, 
great to see you. I didn't realize we hired a part-time preacher. You know, I mean, just, it's not like they're mal. It's not like they're malicious, but it's just like little jabs, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I couldn't take a, a couple of weeks off. So, so, you know, when you, when you, the first thing I always look at is who's this from? Is it, is it, is this from somebody who signs their name? Is this from somebody that um, engages in uh, what some friends of mine call vague, ominous rumblings? Um, you'll hear this all the time, like, man, Mike, I mean, we're getting, uh, we're getting a lot of feedback on this. We've gotten a lot of emails. Um, or there, there are lots of people talking or lots of people leaving. And I used to be fr- afraid of those things. And then I've learned to ask, oh, okay, how many emails did you get? Like, who were they from? Oh, we probably got five emails. Oh, out of like 4,000 people. Okay. Um, or, or how many people are leaving? How many people you know by name? Ah, oh, it's probably two couples. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't trust people that play that sort of game to try to add to their critique by threatening with vague, ominous rumblings. Um, so I, I, I really don't respond uh, to those people. And I, and I don't respond to people who, um, yeah, because I try to respond um, to everybody if it, it seems like it's a sincere thing. But then you'll learn if you respond to some people, they'll actually be be empowered in their own minds to be kind of a self-appointed gatekeeper of whatever it is, whether, you know, you mispronounced a word or their slide was misspelled or, man, that was really good today or not so great today. You seemed off today. I mean, they're just constantly giving you feedback as if you're really curious about what they're thinking. So, so I've learned to, to really ask the question, okay, who's this from? Um, the second question I ask is what kind of criticism is it? Um, we've talked a bit on the podcast there, that there are two kinds. There's general, uh, po- there, there's general feedback and there's specific feedback. General feedback can be either positive or negative. General feedback is, Hey, I really like that sermon awesome. Or I really hated that sermon or man, I think you're great. Or I just think you're, I I just think you're cocky. Like those aren't, that's fine, but I can't do anything with those. Those are the most unhelpful kinds of feedback. Specific positive or specific negative feedback is, is really what you're looking to respond to because general stuff, what, what can I do? Okay. You either like me or you don't like me. What, what, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can apologize for. There's nothing I can work on. I just have to receive that and whatever else, right? Specific feedback though is really helpful. I just got an email uh, from a friend of mine who's very, very smart, very, very concerned about some of the things I've been saying, uh, but is so gracious in the way that he does it. Um, I think he's wrong on a couple of things. He thinks I'm wrong on a couple of things, um, but but it's it's very constructive and it's unbelievably specific like it's quoting this and this and this and it's and it's so helpful because then i actually have something to chew on i actually have something to respond to it's not a personal attack it is on the content it is on the ideas and that is and that's the best stuff to receive because then you you have the opportunity to grow not only in relationship with this person but you have the opportunity to grow now um uh in terms of like well i don't want to be wrong about this stuff so it was really really helpful uh, I ask, is, does this seem like a sincere question or is this an attack, right? If someone's going after me, um, well, I don't want to engage with those people. What, there's no point. If I'm a nincompoop, well, you haven't, you haven't, it's called, it's called an ad hominem attack. It's, it's like, okay, so what? Uh, if I'm a nincompoop, that doesn't diminish whether or not what I've said is true. So you're looking for people who are actually critiquing and giving feedback on substance, not just you. Um, 
is this something I can change? That's where, you know, specific feedback is, is much more helpful. So I not only try to think about, okay, who's this from? And, and do I have any insight into, is this person hurt? Is this person angry about something else? Is this person trying to be constructive? Is this person making a point? Or are they asking a question? But then I get into, okay, what kind of criticism is it? Because sometimes I'm just not even going to, I don't even know how to respond to. It also depends, my response also depends on um, what context it's given in. Is this, is, uh, there was a Facebook page that was very critical of some stuff. And so, so that's just an open Facebook page. Um, is this done uh, in an email uh, where other people are included and I have to reply all? Is this done face-to-face? Is this done face-to-face but publicly in front of other people? All of those sorts of things are huge questions about how you respond. One, one big question I ask that I love that I, I got from Rob Bell. So, so bring, bring criticism on. I, I don't know where he got it, but, um, but you always want to ask what else or who else is in the room. And, and what he means by that is that very often the thing that someone's giving you feedback on isn't the real issue. So it can be like, hey, I really think you are an arrogant SOB, but what I'm upset about is the fact that our music style has changed. Or, or, or maybe you're just a hurt, wounded person, and I didn't respond as pastorally as you thought I should. It's, it's more about your hurt and woundedness than it is about whether or not I responded well. And so, so I, I try to always have in the back of my mind, and it's tougher on email and social media, of course, but to try to figure out what else is in the room. What's the question behind the question? What's the thing behind the thing? What's the, what's the, 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 what's the driver of this? Because I've learned that often I will answer, well, the question they ask, but they're not, that hasn't done anything. And, um, and so, so I've learned to try to figure out, okay, so is this, so sometimes I I will literally just ask, I'll, I'll just say, okay, well, what else is driving this? What else is bugging you about this? This seems like, this doesn't seem like you and try to fish for other information to realize, okay, what's, because I, I, if, if, if the goal here is some sort of resolution or reconciliation, I mean, I want to deal with the real issue. So, so those are just all a series of um, questions I ask myself whenever I, I see criticism. Then what I do is you can respond in a bunch of different ways. So um, the goal the goal when you receive feedback is to be something called a non-reactive presence. I think that comes from Pete Scazzaro, an emotionally healthy church. You want to be a non-reactive presence. So I can hear this and not immediately punch somebody. I can hear this and not immediately power up in anger. I can hear this and not immediately fire off an email um, you know, that's just going to tear, tear them a new one and show them what an idiot they are. A non-reactive presence actually processes this stuff. Um, and, and so the goal, the goal is to become the kind of person that can sift and sort these sorts of pieces of feedback, disregard the stuff that's mean, that's hateful, disregard the stuff that, you know, should be disregarded, but can hold on to and learn from and engage with the stuff that you really need to hear. So how do you do that? Uh, the first thing is you want to surround yourself with people who you trust, who are giving you feedback. So you're getting the feedback before uh, critics ever give it to you. So for instance, um, after every teaching, um, we debrief the teaching. 
How was that? Did it communicate? Was it clear? And people will give me feedback on the teaching, not because they're mean, but because I'm asking for it. Uh, These are people I trust and have different perspectives than I do. And they help me make the next service better. Um, Oh, I got to carry that sensitivity. Ooh, that joke was really dumb. Uh, or whatever it is. Um, I, and so and so I have those people. I have people who are looking at my character um, and seeing the way I'm leading and seeing kind of how I am emotionally who will give me feedback on, no, you seem you seem really off today. You seem you seem good today. You seem really anxious today. Um, the, again, they're not they're not being critical. They're being helpful. These are people that I've invited into my life to help me see the things that I don't normally see, right? We all have blind spots. And so, so one of the keys to becoming a non-reactive presence is by becoming the kind of person that is surrounded by people who lovingly, gently, and in the right context will speak to things that seem a little out of whack. To do that before, you know, the peanut gallery starts chiming in. Um, also, also um, one of the things I do is, yeah, the, the way I wrote it here, surround yourself with people who tell you the truth before your critics do. Um, I think that is absolutely, absolutely genius. So there are a number of ways to respond, right? Let's just go over these really quickly. One is to ignore. And, and brothers and sisters, I think a lot more of that has to go on. So I threw some stuff out about Donald Trump and I get flamed. And, and um, a lot of it I want to respond to angrily. And uh, so I go take a, a long walk. I'm exercising. I'm kind of working it out. I'm, oh, here's what I should have said. And here's what I could do. And, and, and just giving vent to that, at least in my heart, uh, privately, uh, causes me to be able to come back and re-engage and just to ignore it. I ignore uh, anonymous. I ignore vague, ominous rumblings. I ignore people that are um, uh, self-appointed gatekeepers. Um, I ignore people who are trying to triangulate. And triangulate is... If uh, I'm upset, if person A is upset with person B, person A doesn't go to person B, they go to person C. Um, and then and then try to recruit person C onto their side. So when A goes to B, they can say that person C is also with person A in terms of their view. And I, I just, I have no respect for that. I think it's sin. And I don't engage with people who are doing that at all. I just, nope, I'll just, you know, if it's an email, I'll just say, okay, thanks for your feedback, delete. I mean, nothing nothing there. Because if you start engaging with those kinds of people, what begins to happen is you empower them and you promote them. So I'll get, I'll get, you know, flamed on Twitter for something. What's okay. So if I respond to my critic, you're promoting them on your timeline and you're empowering them to offer more. And so I just think, you know, kind of, uh, the great wall of silence is, uh, is the way to go there. Um, if, if we are going to respond, I've learned to try not to defend myself. Now, this is the hardest part of being a non-reactive presence. You've, you've sifted, okay, what kind of criticism is it? What kind of critic is it as far as you can tell? What's, be, what's the thing behind the thing? If you're going to respond, I find responding very, very briefly is the best thing to do. I will consider your feedback. Thank you. Um, I will, uh, like, so my, so my buddy that sent me this big long thing, I said, I'm going to really sit and marinate over this. I disagree with some of it automatically, but I want to sit and marinate on this. And I do, I sit and I think about it. Um, but don't defend yourself. Don't blame other people. Hey, well, this wasn't my thing. You know, I mean, I didn't make that decision. Why are you coming after me? Um, my favorite response is just to attack back like, oh, nincompoop. Well, there's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, or, or, or very often our conflict avoiders will just try to appease 
you know, hey, you're right. I'm sorry. I should have never done that. Like, I think that can be just as damaging too. And so the way I try to respond is I respond briefly. I don't get into long, detailed, unless it, unless it really warrants it. I mean, there've been times when I felt like, like when these people were mailing something to our whole church, I felt like I had to respond to the whole church. Um, there've been times when, um, you know, it's gotten so bad. I've tried to take somebody out to lunch or tried to sit and hear their complaints and concerns. Right. So, and those don't always work well. I mean, I, I took one of my biggest critics out to lunch and I was apologizing for the distance that had crept in and he just didn't even, didn't even, didn't even brush. He just kept being a jerk about all of his airing his grievances, you know, and it was like, didn't even acknowledge the apology. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, so I've learned there are times to try to initiate relationship to bless those who are, you know, unhappy with you and so on. Uh, but I, I try to use uh, humor. So people will say, you know, man, Mike, you've really gone off the rails. And one of the things I'll say as well, you know, I was off the rails a long time before this, or a woman I know uh, who was a friend just said, you are a disappointment on so many levels. And, and my response was, yeah, my wife feels the same way. <laughs> and you know, uh, what, what are you going to say? Uh, what are you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. What are you going to fight back? No, you just, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I, what else can I do? Um, sometimes I write a throwaway draft of an email. So just full of language that's not appropriate for podcasting. Um, and like, this is what I'd love to say. And then, and then I, I throw that away. Whenever I do draft an email, I always have my wife or someone else read it. Uh, my wife and I have gotten into a great practice when we're fired up and wanting to respond in print, we ask each other to read it. And that has saved us so much heartache. Oh my goodness. So we write a throwaway draft, throwaway, and then we write the real thing and have someone else read it. And then the last thing, the last way I, I respond is there are times when I really want to learn and I want to be the kind of person that is open to correction, of course. I'm most open to correction from people that I know and love and have invited into that posture. I am, I am less open to correction from anonymous people and, and from kind of people out there in the crowd, but I've learned some pretty amazing things from people like that. And so I don't wanna, I don't wanna ever shut off all feedback and criticism because I think God uses that to refine us and shape us. And I've really learned a lot. Um, one of the things that I do when I'm wrestling through a piece of feedback is sometimes I'll bring it to that community. I'll say, guys, here's what was written. Do you guys see this in me? Do you agree with this in me? Um, how, how, sometimes I'll have people respond on my behalf. Sometimes, you know, I won't respond at all. Are there themes to the feedback I get? Like, like even if it's from anonymous, if I get like, you know, seven or eight pieces of feedback, all from different sorts of people that are all saying, man, it seems like you're really angry. I should listen to that, right? The, the, there, there should be something to that. But for me, um, I, I've, I've learned, and it's taken so many years, so many years, and I'm still not, still not great at it, to kind of run feedback through this filter and to have people who feel safe enough to offer it. Like um, our, our, uh, our worship leader, Izzy, um, said something to me the other day. She just said, you know, I, when you made this joke and it made me uncomfortable and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I want to build a culture where people can have that sort of freedom to say, yeah, I, I really didn't like when you did that because sometimes in my exuberance, sometimes in my sarcasm, sometimes in my just whatever, 
um, I can really be a dork or be a jerk or whatever. And um, those sorts of pieces of feedback are so good. And I took it as a compliment that she trusted me enough to say that um, and uh, wouldn't be fearful of how I would respond. So I'm seeing growth in my heart in this. But, um, you know, I, I think that in the world of social media, um, it's just this full-time occupation uh, to, to flame each other, to tweak each other. I mean, it's so, I just think it's so sad. And I think we have the opportunity to become people who end up handling this well. And so I, I can think of pieces of feedback that were absolutely life-changing. I've, I've told this story before, um, but Kenton, who was a pastor at Mariner's Church back in the day, um, he... Um, we, we were talking, I don't remember what we were talking about, but he, he said, Mike, do you know what your, the, the sin of your heart is? And I'm like, well, you know, I think so. I mean, you know, you never want to be asked that question. So I was like, yeah, I think it's lust. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, it could be some pride in there and, you know, maybe some selfishness, you know, just kind of the normal list. And he said, no, no. He said, your desire, your heart's desire is to have a great name. And, um, he said that and I, I started weeping. I mean, this was when I was, I don't know, early thirties, which, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and, and I was like, that's, that's right. That's exactly what it is. I want to have a great name. And that piece of feedback has really changed the way I began to see myself, my ambition, my ego. And so I think there's so much room for this in the Christian community, but it's so abused. And so, you know, that's why Jesus spends time on, Hey guys, if you have something against your brother, go freaking by yourself, go to them face to face, not anonymously, not on an email, freaking go to them. And then if there's no response, take someone with you, take someone safe, take someone that can help maybe provide an extra set of eyes. And then, and then if that doesn't work, you know, if it's sin, you've got to bring it to the community because it's affecting the community. Now, now back then, of course, the community was 20 people in a house, right? It wasn't big mega churches. We're not airing our dirty laundry in, in, in those contexts. But back then it was, you know, 20 or 30 people sitting in a house. And they, these are the conversations you would have. You were, you were to help each other along the way. The problem is that we have self-appointed guardians and we have people that, whose perpetual role in life is to be offended. And we have folks that are legalistically beating up folks that are trying to live in grace and freedom. And so it's a really dangerous thing to begin to explore how do I create environments where this sort of feedback can be given, but it's worth it because it begins to teach, at least it's taught me how to sift and sort the stuff that I really need to hear, you know, that God could be behind from the stuff that needs to be disregarded. You know, it's okay when people leave the church. It's okay when people aren't happy. It's my job isn't to keep everybody happy. And so um, I've learned to just respond very briefly, sometimes humorously, sometimes just with a quick apology, um, and to move on. And uh, that doesn't mean that sometimes stuff doesn't stick, right? The, the studies show that for every five um, you know, compliments you get, it only takes one slam, and uh, you'll focus on the slam. You, know, you, can, you can hear about how great it was, but the one person had a fit, and it's the one person that gets my attention. So anyway, um, I hope this wasn't too uh, indulgent, but I thought, you know, I get this, I get, I get this question enough that I thought perhaps it would be helpful to discuss. I'd love your feedback. 
Um, and, uh, and, and it's so nice to not have Andy, right? It's so nice. And maybe your feedback is I'm too mean on Andy, but here's the thing. You don't know him like I know him. You don't know him like I know him. He's, he's evil. Um, anyway, my brothers and sisters, I hope you enjoy the shorter episode. Hopefully Andy will be back to join us soon. Um, we've got some good stuff coming in the next uh, couple of weeks. So thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you and may he in these days, may he give you peace. Amen. And until next time, thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Vox Podcast. Learn more about us at voxpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Vox Podcast and now support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash voxpodcast.